welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And we're so excited to be with you guys here today. We have a very, very special episode today. We have the fabulous Cassidy Davis from Chaotic Singles. Um, She hosts this um, super popular kind of famous TikTok party that went viral on TikTok. Um, And she hosts them in Los Angeles once a month. So Cassidy will be on with me in a in an exclusive interview um, after Christina and I uh, go through go through the daily the daily drama. Yes, and also <laughs> actually went to one of Cassidy's parties and attended it. So, did you talk? Did yes. you talk about that at all in your we, interview? Yeah, we did. We talked okay. about the event that I went to, but Great. also a you can either. A little teaser. And um, so just a little also cool thing, Cassidy and I actually recorded this interview right before we just did an event together. So Cassidy and I combined forces and we did a matchmaking, a chaotic matchmaking event. Um, And we put it on for my favorite, favorite TV network. Um, I signed my life away with confidentiality. So I can't tell you what I can't tell you what show it's for but um it was absolutely fabulous um we had a red carpet it was everything of the sort and I will be posting um I think incongruency with incongruency what is with the episode uh release I'll also be uploading photos from that event oh Um, great great yeah but without the stars that were there we have to keep um, well, with some of the stars, um, because it was a bit of a star-studded event, um, but none from the show because we have to keep it confidential. But anyway, Christina, how are you? I didn't even ask you. Who I absolutely adore. <laughs> <laughs> Who I absolutely adore. You sound just like that character from it takes two <laughs> in your natural state what honestly was again i forgot meredith no, no meredith was in, was in Mer- oh my gosh one in parent trap. wait it takes two let me look at the cast villain. it takes two <laughs> villain clarice clarice, clarice kensington yes. <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the more I like really respect Clarice and Meredith, like the two villainesses of our youth, the more I respect them. Oh gosh. They were okay. just women. They were, they were, they they met an attractive, successful guy. <laughs> and you know, come on, give these women a break. Okay, so let's go straight into sisterly <laughs> advice, Alessandra. 
Every week, we answer a listener's burning question. And every week, we give them advice that only your sister would give you. So today's sisterly advice question is, I hate the dating apps. What are places that I can go to meet men in real life? I'm so over it all. From not living happily ever after. Oh, honey, <laughs> this is honestly the perfect episode for you to be listening to. Um, because Christina, why don't you why don't you take a whack at it, and then I'll I'll give my um, I'll give my take. Yes. Well, I have a three tier way of meeting your future husband or wife that does not include dating apps, and we'll talk about one of those tiers. Today, which is going to events and going to new places because right now you are in your your circle, your little bubble, and your man is in his little bubble and these bubbles need to come together. Mm-hmm. The only way to do that is if you break out of that bubble because clearly that bubble isn't yielding the results in terms of your romantic life that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And events are in full swing in most places now. So I think the the chaotic singles thing that would have been great for you to attend. And well, also, there's another one coming up on in a week. Oh, really? Yeah. Great. Yeah. There's a chaotic, I think it's actually this. Oh my gosh. I'll get you the name. I'll get you the um, date and time and everything of it. Perfect. But, I was also yeah, continuing that. If you're in Nashville, I'm going to be speaking at another singles event for Catholic singles. It's called Practical, gosh, Practical Tips for Great Dates. And that will be at the Nashville Cathedral in the St. Albert Hall room. That's such an elegant location. Yes, I know. It's a beautiful cathedral. It won't be inside the cathedral. It will be in one of the other buildings. But it's going to be just a 20-minute talk by me to give you those really just important tips for doing having great dates and getting even just getting to the date process. Yeah. So if you're in Nashville, definitely come. Love it. And then if you're not, continue to look at your alumni groups, see what's going on with your alumni groups, see what's going on with your young adult groups. If you, if you just really, really quickly, Mm -hmm. I just want to talk about the fall in love chaotic singles party. So it's Mm -hmm. it's fall in love. How cute is that chaotic singles party? Um, the date is Friday, September 16th at 9 PM. It's at petite Taqueria, wait, T A Q U Tankeria. Oh gosh, Ta- okay, Taqueria, Taqueria. Yeah, it's in West Hollywood though. So, um, so yeah, it's called Fall in Love Chaotic Singles Party. So it's September sixteenth. It's literally coming up this Friday. So it's oh wow, it's the same timing. day as my event. Oh, perfect. You're in so LA, LA. You can do that in Nashville. Yeah. You can do mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. I love it. And so yes, as you were saying, Christina. So. Um, alumni events, seeking those out, continue yeah, and then religious events yeah. that you're part of. And if you have a religion, just get involved in any research, any of the churches, if you're Christian and any of the temples, if you're Jewish, Jewish, have even so yeah. many, even if you're not a like super active practicing, and right. practicing like the Jewish, um, the Jewish community specifically in LA and in the bigger cities is amazing. They have the most 
fabulous events ever. And the they people do. that go are single and they're je- yep. they're looking for their bashert. So go to those singles, the Jewish um, the Jewish uh, uh, YJP, Young Jewish Professionals, YCP, Young Catholic Professionals. And so even if you're not like going to church every Sunday or going to church every day, you can still go to those young adult, um, young adult events because you do get young professionals. Right. Another thing that we always tell people is to join if you don't want to do your own active matchmaking membership, if that's not in your budget, Mm -hmm. then join the databases of every single matchmaking company in your area Yes, or in any cities that you want to live in because frequently even the paid ones, even the paid ones, especially the paid paid ones, ones, Mm -hmm. because our database is paid and our database is paid for a reason because every single person goes through Um, a background check, a social media check, and a sex offender search. And they're actually active in our database. Like we're actively using the database and we're searching through the database. So a free database, usually you get what you pay for. So if you're in a free database, don't expect to be matched with like a thousand bachelors or bachelorettes. Um, So yeah, definitely like like advice, huge piece of advice. If you are in a financial position to hire a matchmaker or a matchmaking firm, um, do your due diligence and go for it because that will be the most time effective. Um, and yeah, it is usually a minor investment. Usually matchmaking firms begin at anywhere from 10,000, sometimes a little bit lower. We have payment plans beginning at 5,300, but most matchmaking companies do begin at about 10,000. Um, a lot of them go up to a hundred thousand. Um, it really just depends on what you're looking for, how picky you are. Um, and you know, if you are going into a matchmaking firm with a list of, you know, non-negotiables that is, wild expect like if you have you know if you're in a financial place know that you're probably going to be investing quite a bit of money in that experience so you know what I mean like right Christina like isn't that the best way to kind of describe yeah exactly if you have less stringent requirements and we're talking about more things that are not deal breakers obviously the want to get married want to have children and religious compatibility are hugely important when we're making our matches. But if someone says, you know what, I'm just only like guys who are tall, dark and handsome and with just dark hair like and who have blue with eyes. dark hair. Right. Yeah. And if they mm-hmm. don't have dark hair, it's just, I can't. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even though like, I understand, but like also like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Um, and also, you know, we need to go, sometimes you need to go against type. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. Bless you. No, it's okay, Christina and see what happens there. But I also think that, so matchmaking is definitely like, of course we own a matchmaking firm. So we believe in it so much, Um, but there are also so many other, like, I, I think it's so important to, um, just change up your routine even slightly. So even if you're just changing things up a little bit, um, you are, 
you you're going to run into people that you wouldn't normally run into. Um, and also I know that this sounds so basic, make eye contact, just make eye contact with men. I've had literally men pull over on the side of the road. I can't tell you how many times just because I made eye contact with them. And it's not because like I'm a model. I'm not a model. I mean, I am gorgeous, but like, I'm not. You are the face of matchmakers in the city. I'm the face of matchmakers in the city. So in a certain sense, you are a model. So I am, you know, I'm I'm an Instagram model. Um, But no, but I mean, I think that just from my experience, making eye contact and just like smiling at a guy will like, they will literally move mountains for that experience. Like they will pull over on the side of the road. I, I honestly, I've done that. Like I'm kind of embarrassed to admit how many times I've done that and how many times the guy will literally come back and then like talk to you and then give you his number. Like I, I I have friends that can it has results. It has results. Um, but also, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then there's a whole dropping your handkerchief technique as well when you're at actual, um, at actual events, but the, to break down the dropping your handkerchief technique, it's literally gain proximity and then use an icebreaker question. Just don't be afraid to break the ice and to ask a question. Um, because a lot of times really nice guys, Um, or really nice women are not going to be like, they may not be, have that level of not even confidence, but know how to be the ones to break the ice first. They may be like, oh my gosh, I don't know if they, I don't know if she wants to talk or they may have a little social anxiety. So if you just break the ice with an an inane question, that's completely unrelated, um, to that actual person, but it has to do with the event. So you'd be like, oh, like, what is that book over there? Or, oh, you know, um, that was such a lame question, but it worked. I, when I was recruiting, I remember in New York, I was like, is that a book? Like, obviously we were at a book launch. Of course it's a book, but it just ask anything, anything, any inane question. And then it breaks the ice and then you chat. And it does take courage to do any of the things that we mentioned, going to new events, joining matchmakers databases or doing your own membership And then the last one of going and actually talking to people and actually making eye contact takes courage, especially in a a very phone-based society where people are always on their phone, even if they're out somewhere. Yeah. The best advice is to put your phone down, turn it off and go and you just expect it to be uncomfortable in the beginning. But the more times you go and the more times you go to different experiences, you'll find it very freeing and you'll push yourself a little bit, but it's kind of like anything that you do in your life that you were nervous in the beginning, going to college, climbing a mountain or doing a Mm -hmm. hike that you don't think you can handle. It's, it will build your confidence. So we are encouraging you. We're so excited for you to listen to this next part of Alessandra and Cassidy talking about chaotic singles and Alessandra's experience there. So definitely stay tuned for that. Yay. And Christina, before we go, let's do quick catching up with the Contis. Um, Your event is happening this Friday in Nashville. September 16th from 7 to 10. How do they sign up? Should they go through your Instagram? 
go through my Instagram, you'll see the little, little photo and you will just, you can email the email address on that. Amazing. And then my update is just go to the chaotic singles event because you're going to have a blast. Um, and then, I mean, other updates, life is good getting a massage later. So excited. Um, Christina, so great to chat and yeah, you guys, we will, we will see you next episode, but stay tuned for my interview with Cassidy. Okay. You guys. So we have the fabulous, the woman, the myth, the legend Cassidy Davis with us here today on the podcast, Cassidy. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. What a, what an intro. I've never had that intro before. Capacity. <laughs> okay. Can you please tell the listeners? And I know that I just spoke about the fabulous event that I went to that last Friday. Can you yeah. please like, just tell us a bit about yourself and a bit about the event? Yeah, for sure. So um, my life kind of turned upside down in February. That's when this all started, this chaotic dream of mine all started. But basically, I've been single for the last five years in Los Angeles. I would say tragically single, honestly, because dating in the city is so rough. Um, And so I just kind of got sick of it. You know, after dating an Equinox trainer, a writer and an amateur magician, I was like, you know what, (laughs) we gotta, we gotta recenter ourselves. And so I told all my friends this Valentine's Day to uh, invite a random person off a dating app to my house for a house party. And we would just see what happens. And so between me and my friends, we invited 65 random men and gave them my personal address, which is definitely not the smartest thing I've ever done. Um, my parents were not thrilled about that. Um, and, and then we had this like big house party and a lot of people came and honestly, Evan was so nice. No one robbed us. No one murdered anyone. Um, and it went so well. And then I put all the videos from the party up on TikTok, and I got like millions of views and was like in the news and all this crazy stuff happened. And so then people were like, please throw another one in LA, like do it again. And so I rented out this venue and I was like, it could be like 50 people. It could be a hundred people. I have no idea how many people are going to come to this. And 500 people sold out the event in like 30 minutes. Oh. And so that was in March. And I've been hosting these chaotic singles parties every month since at different venues around the city. Um, and so now this is like kind of my life now. And it's so fun. Cassie, okay, that is absolutely incredible. Like your story, this story of this event is, I, it's so mind boggling. It's just, it's yeah. so wild. It's so wild. I know. Okay. <laughs> I love, so tell me about like the pre, pre-chaotic singles events. I, okay, I, you dropped it real quick that, Equinox trainer, <laughs> um, amateur magician, and what else? What was the other one? I think actually he's a professional magician. I should actually say he does that professionally. <laughs> um, and a writer. Um, oh, I dated them all. Any um, Amazon delivery man. You know, we tried everything. We really, we did it. We did it all. Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, and I. Actors. Wow. Oh, actors. See, it's so. It's so interesting because I I know that we have a theory here at 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 our matchmaking company that men are like houses and like their the foundation um is their career. So yeah. if they're kind of in a career that is 
a little chaotic for lack of a better term or not stable, or they're not at a place in their career where they're feeling settled and, um, and stable, it's very difficult for them to then like, that's the foundation for men because then the first, like a relationship for them is building the actual house. That's like the first floor of the house, the first floor, the second floor. I mean, in LA, you know, we're all about a, you know, a, a, a large home, you know, some would say mansion, others would say a large home, but like, you know, we love, so, I hear all of those and, and whenever I'm working with any bachelorettes and they kind of come to me and they're like, Oh, I've been dating. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Okay. Here in my, you know, one of the issues. So, but okay. So the men though, that are now coming to these chaotic singles parties, I will say I was an attendee (laughs) and I met um, I was not, listen, I was, I was, I was more in a, you know, in a, in a, um, what's the word? exploratory, um, exploratory moment, but I met men that were, I met a, a, a architect. I met, um, you know, another, uh, an accountant, like I met an attorney, like I met a PhD, actually a guy that I had, oh my God, so awkward. You'd been on a date with, shut up. Guy that I had been on a date with was there. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. I, a while ago, really, really long time ago. Anyway. Oh my gosh. So tell me, okay. So now that you, you've thrown this party and I know that you've also been pretty open about now you're not single yeah. and you actually met your, you met your, your partner, your current partner at one of your, one of your parties. Was he somebody that you invited off of the app or was he just another attendee just from some, somebody else that invited? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we actually met a little bit before the first party I threw at my house in February. So I actually broke my own rule and invited him to that party. But uh, I've always said that I think my person, when I was when I was like originating this idea in February, I told everyone, I was like, my person would want to come to this party. They would be excited about this party. They'd be into it. They'd love the chaos. And so I went on a date with Ken, my now boyfriend, like um, a week before I threw this big party. And I told him about it, but I was like, but I can't bring you because we're all bringing randoms. And I already went on a date with you. So that's the number one rule is that I can't bring a random. I have to bring a random. And he was like, no, 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 wait, this sounds so fun. Like this sounds right up my alley. And I was like, crap, he's saying everything that I've like wanted the guy to say about this party. But I was like, nope, sorry. Like you're done. You're done. And I was being like a real dick about it. Honestly, I was being like a real stickler. Um, but he was like, wait, 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 okay, hold on, hear me out. And he like pleaded his case. He was like, you're inviting a bunch of random guys to your house. You're going to want one guy who's there, who's on your side if this goes badly. And I was like, okay, fine, you can come, but you have to bring another single man to even out you to, you know, to, to replace you. And And I'm going to invite 60 men personally to just make sure the ratio is good. And he was like, okay. Um, but he still was down for that, which is like kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, so he came as my like date to that first one. Um, and it was very quickly like apparent that he was like, right. Like the exact type of person that I've been looking for, for a long time. And he was so into the party. He had a freaking blast. He did a confessional. He was like having so much fun. And I was like, that is what I was looking for. <laughs> okay. So Cassidy, tell, tell us about the confessionals because yeah. when I was at the party, everyone was like, Oh my gosh, you should do a confessional. I'm like, I 
I, I can't do a confession. Like, okay, tell, what is a confessional? What is it? Yeah. So when we did the house party uh, in February at my place, I set up my phone in the bathroom and I just said like, confess your feelings, like confess who you're crushing on, confess what you're like thinking about, kind of like reality TV style. And I had no idea what was to come. I kind of like thought of it on a whim and just threw my phone in the bathroom and just like trusted that everyone was going to go in and just like say something. And then I watched the confessionals back. I mean, mainly I, I set up the confessionals if I'm going to be totally honest, because I wanted to see what Ken thought of me in that moment. I was like, let me like get the tea on the guy that I invited. Like a normal person would just like ask him maybe, not me, you know, no, I just, I just like set up an entire thing. Um, and so I set up these confessionals and people just kind of confess their feelings, confess what they're thinking about, confess like hot takes. And now I do them at every single party. And it's like amazing what people who are like a little bit drunk and kind of private with your phone will tell you. Like I have watched now like hours and hours and hours of these confessionals because I do them every single party. And I, first of all, am so deeply invested in every single person who does one. I now like know so much tea about all these people. Mm-hmm. And then I put them into like TikTok videos and I, and I post them um, in a way that obviously like hopefully makes everyone like have fun and look good and not is not spilling too much like personal tea because sometimes people really spill the tea and I'm like feeling protective over them making sure I don't like out them on social media you know but they're really fun okay what is the craziest thing that you've heard on a confessional Mm -hmm. like what is the most shocking thing I mean there are probably a lot of I hate people ask me this like oh what's the craziest match you've ever made I'm like oh my god like where do I begin but if yeah just what is anything that just has stuck out to you of like whoa that was memorable a memorable confession yeah, there's so many. I've had I've had gotten two proposals on confessional so far. I've seen two proposals. Wait, I don't did, know if were, were they real or were they like like okay, they were like I think they're mostly yeah. drunk. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the one they did this past event, they proposed with a ring pop. So I think that's legally binding. It is um, legally binding. Yeah. So I've seen two as a, I'm not as somebody who's not in any way an attorney or affiliated with law, I feel as though it is legally binding. So. I, I feel the same. So that they're getting married, which is amazing. Um, I've had one of the bouncers at one of the events came in and did a confessional with a girl and they were like making out on camera. And he was like, oh yeah, I work here. Like he was Wait, I, I met the girl. I met that girl. She told me, she's like, she was so sweet. She was like, yeah, at, at every event I've like, up with the bouncer or like made out with the bouncer I'm like yes honey yes I know journey it's so funny and another girl invited her like Jimmy John's delivery driver and then he showed up and so like she brought him into the confessional this really like some shit comes down in that confessional booth man I don't I I enjoy it so much and people like talk smack about each other and then like they show up in the confessional booth later and it's like (gasps) the tea the tea is piping hot so people will talk about, people will say like, oh yeah, I was talking to this girl and she was really stuck up. And like, why was she stuck up? Like, I'm such a great guy. And then she'll yeah. pop in and she'll be like, yeah, I talked to this jerk and he'd even offer me a drink, like yes. or whatever. Yeah. This past one on Friday, this girl came in and was like, this girl tried to use a pickup line on me and it's not going to work because I heard she used it on someone else. And then another girl came in the booth and was like, this girl said this amazing pickup line to me and it totally worked. And I was like, oh no, it's the same girl. Wait, it's the same girl. She used it on um, on the. We were with I. So when I invited, I invited like a, a few a few friends, but um, one of my girlfriends that invited a rando, um, she used that line on him as well. Oh it my was gosh! Like, what makes you a gold? What gives you a gold star or something like that? Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. That pickup line was circulating. She circulated. She worked the room. And I was like, and then, (laughs) yeah. And the guy was like, oh, that's like, like, what, why do I get a gold star? Why would I get a gold star or something? Like that was the line. Yeah. She would, I mean, I more power to her, but yeah, some guy, I think it's about, it's on the delivery because I also think just ladies that are listening and are thinking about like opening to a guy, like there's no problem with, you know, breaking the ice. We call it dropping the handkerchief. So when a woman is like, if they're dropping the handkerchief, a lot of times it's a lot more subtle than literally going up to a guy and being like, what, what, why would you get a gold star? Um, (laughs) So I think that just based on the feedback that I got from the young man that one of my girlfriends brought, she, he had said, um, that it was a very like almost it was not, not to insult this girl because I think like, yes, girl, but this is good feedback for her. It was almost like he had to prove himself to Mm. her in that, in that random pickup line. And he said it was just really off-putting because it was very like kind of abrasive of like, why would I get a golden star? Why would, why would I get a golden star? So instead of a line like that, what I found to be really just, easy. I mean, everyone at the event was so open to Mm. talk to because they were all, they all kind of knew what it was there for. So literally just looking at somebody smiling and asking, Oh, how do you know Cassidy? That is a much better line than like, than what makes you a gold star. So just, it's just that commonality of like, Oh, how do you know Cassidy? And then they would be like, I honestly don't even know Cassidy. I like follow her on TikTok or yeah, one of my friends invited me. Like I'm one of the random guys. And so, but just ladies, if you don't need to kind of maneuver in that way, because it's sometimes doesn't land right. So simple is simple is best. All that to say, Cassidy, having done these events, what is your advice for women that are just kind of out and about and obviously women that come to your next event. And hopefully, I don't know if you already have that in the books. Um, but if you do, please tell us, um, Um, I'm working on it. I will. I, yeah, we're, we're, we're nearing the end of the booking. So I will let you know as soon as I have it. Yeah. Cassidy, I think you need a bigger venue because it was, it was, it was, totally booked. Like it was, there were so many people there in the best way. I mean, it was the perfect amount of people, but it was so cool. It was so cool. But anyway, so what would you say that your, just your piece of advice to women who are going to either a a party like this or just are out and about, what would you say after throwing these events, here's what works, here's what doesn't really work. That's a good question. You know, I've learned two big things from these parties and from the confessionals, uh, learning how people are feeling during these parties and how people are feeling being single. And this was me as well when I was single. My two big takeaways have been, number one, that every single person is scared. Everyone is scared about dating. Everyone is scared to shoot their shot. And I and every time I do confessionals, every it'll be the one thing that people will say the most often. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, I want to tell him, but I'm scared. Oh, I want to give him my gold heart, but I'm scared. You know, um, and I think like if you can just know that and believe that and know that. So when you're feeling scared, the hot guy you want to hit on, the hot girl you want to hit on, the hot person is probably also scared. And like, that's okay. You know, and I think if I had known that when I was single and like really believed that I might have been more 
like, uh, you know, more courageous to shoot my shot because sometimes you look around the bar and you're like, there's no way that girl is scared. She's so hot. She's so put together. She's killing it, blah, blah, blah. But then she'll come in the confessional booth and be like, oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm terrified, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like everyone's just scared. And if you can just like relax into that and like find your confidence and shoot your shot anyway, like the worst thing that can happen is that they will say they won't, they, they aren't into you. And like, that's okay. That doesn't mean like you're a bad person. You're ugly. You're unlovable. Like it doesn't have to mean anything. And so that was, that would be my second takeaway too, is that like, there is truly a seat for every butt in this world. I really believe that. And like people will walk into the events and sometimes I'm like, oh, you're a very specific flavor of person. I wonder if you'll find your person. And then like an hour later, I'll see them like kissy snuggly with someone in the corner. And I'm like, and you found them. Like, oh. so even like what you were saying about that, like pickup line being kind of like abrasive. I'm like, yeah, like you're totally right. She could switch her tactic, but also she could use that pickup line on someone and someone will be like, you know what? Thanks for the challenge. Here Absolutely. I go. I love a girl who challenges me. You know what I mean? So yes. there is truly a seat for every single butt. And um, so you're never going to be too much or too little or too big or too blank or too little lot for anyone in this world because you just have to find the right seat for your butt. So if you get rejected or turned down, it just means they're not the seat for your butt. That's it. Like that's all yes. it has to mean. Move on. Yes. No harm, no foul. And you really don't know unless you like really put yourself out there. And like, I was really bold when I met um, my now boyfriend. I was really bold with him. And I've never really been that bold before in my life. And I really just shot my shot with him. And he was really into that, you know, and it really worked out for me. And now I'm like, everyone needs to just be bold and shoot their shots and let rejection just like roll off you because it doesn't have to mean anything about you. A hundred percent. Was this, is this boyfriend, um, did you meet him on an app or was this a real life situation? It was a real life situation. I met him at a bar, which is, (laughs) I love that. I love that. Can you tell us like how that went about? If you don't mind. No, totally. It's actually, I kind of don't look like the hero in this story, but, um, that's okay. (laughs) So basically I got really drunk at a bar as one does. Um, (laughs) And I just had one of the worst dates I've ever been on the night before. And so Saturday night, I went out with my friend and I just like wanted to blow off steam. I was so frustrated. I was so like, oh, why isn't this working for me? The state was horrible. So I drank way too much. And then I went up to this group of guys um, and asked for their advice on this boy because I was dared to by my friend. And he was one of the guys and I was so drunk and I was like asking them advice about my love life and giving them way too many details about like the one night stand I had the night prior, like just really like embarrassing myself. And he was like into it. And then I left the bar. I like didn't talk to them. I like Mike dropped out of there. Um, and after embarrassing myself and then like a few months later, I ran into him at another like event downtown where we both like, it was like a rave downtown in one of those like abandoned warehouses. And neither one of us are like, ravers like we just were there for different reasons through mutual friends or whatever and he walked in and I was like gosh like I like look so familiar I can't remember why I know him and then he came up to me and he was like oh my god did you um come up to me at a bar a few months ago and like say these things and I was like oh my god that was me Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) And then I was like, and then he was like, I never got your number and I need to get your number now. That was amazing. Like you were so funny. You were so bold, blah, blah, blah. And so I gave it my number, but this is when I become the bold, bad bitch. Uh, He didn't text me for two days. And I was like, how dare he? Because we had this magical night together where I was again, pretty drunk, but I was like making out with him on the dance floor. We were having this great time. I didn't hear from him for two days. And I was like, what? did I imagine this? Like, did I make this all up? And so I DM'd him on Instagram really boldly. And I said, Hey, 
can't believe I ran into on Saturday. Like, what are the chances? I also can't believe you haven't texted me yet, but I guess we'll just like ignore that. <laughs> and then he texted me like right away. And he was like, Hey, let's get drinks this Thursday, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, then now he's my boyfriend, but I was like very much like, no, wait, this was good. This was special. I'm not just going to let this go. And my friend made a really good point. She was like, he's been in your bold energy from the start. You like marched up to his table at the bar. You were like crazy downtown at that event. Like just keep being yourself and he'll keep being into it if he's into you. Yeah, I I absolutely love that. And I, I also think that sometimes like nice guys, almost yeah. they need a little bit of like a green light push, like yeah. just a little bit of a green light. And you just, you throw him the ball and then the ball is in his court. And then, but you sometimes a lot of women think like, oh, well, you know, um, you know, he hasn't texted me or whatever it might be. And yeah. exactly like putting the, giving him the ball, being like, hey, here's my ball. It's now yeah. in your court. Do what, do with it as you would like. And then you allow him to obviously kind of continue that pursuit. But I think right. that that initial is like, yeah, why not? Wow. Yeah. I, I know. today, and it, yeah. and it really worked out. And then he like fully showed up, like, you know, and made a date, made a plan, yeah. took me out, you know, like all the good, like he really showed up, but it did, I think just getting us jump started, like was needed and I, I did it and it scared the shit out of me but I still was like I'm gonna send this DM I'm gonna do it yeah um, giving that green light I love it give throwing yeah. him a ball and then exactly then once you throw that ball it's in his court and then he has to step up to the plate but he did he, he did, did. Yeah. so oh my goodness Cassidy that's amazing okay and there was something else at the event that I thought was really cool. There were roses at the event. So yeah. what were the roses for? The, what were the roses for? Cause I remember I was like, Oh my God, there are roses here. This is so cute. <laughs> Tell us about the roses. Yeah. So there's two things we do at the event. We do roses and then we also do gold heart stickers. So we give you a gold heart sticker when you walk in the door and then you can give that gold heart sticker to your crush throughout the evening. I think it just helps people kind of get out of their comfort zone, shoot their shot. If they don't want to like walk up to someone and like start a conversation that feels too scary they can like walk up to someone and put their gold heart sticker on them and everyone kind of knows what that means and so then that kind of like you know starts the starts the conversation um and then if you exchange information with someone or you set a date you can give them a rose um so anyone who's carrying a rose means that they have gotten a date or they've exchanged information with someone um kind of like they found their match that evening um so to speak oh i love that cassidy okay So, um, obviously we are personal matchmakers, so we know how beautiful just like in-person meeting is like our whole philosophy as matchmakers is to get people like, not that the apps are bad, they're not, but the whole point of a dating app is to meet people in person. And I think that you can probably relate that a lot of our clients come in and they're like, I feel like I just have like 50 pen pals and people are not meeting in person. Um, People just either will chat for a day and then I'll get ghosted or a guy will chat with the woman for like three weeks and never ask her out. And that's so frustrating for women. But can you just tell me just ever since doing these events, what has been some feedback that you've gotten just from, from attendees that have been at the events? What is feedback that you've just been getting of the in-person meetings? Yeah, that people are definitely craving them. I think in sort of like 
um, you know, post lockdown, uh, people have been alone in their homes for a very long time. They've been on the apps uh, alone for a very long time. And yeah, people kind of like end up in like app limbo for a very long time and it gets frustrating. And I also like, I don't know, I feel like my best self was never on a first date, like situation from an app. Like I was always so nervous. I was like making weird jokes. I was like self-deprecating humor. Like, I don't know. I was just like kind of in a panic the entire first date. Yeah. And I, but at a bar with my friends, I am in the zone. Like I am like having a great time. I was much more bold, like going up to guys and introducing myself. And so I think creating this event has kind of helped um, bring the dating apps into real life person again. And people get to come and everyone's single at the bar. I try to make sure it's a full buyout with the bar so that every single person in that bar is single, unless they're of course like visiting like you were. <laughs> um, and so every, it's kind of like the dating apps in real life. So you can come with a date. And then if you're not vibing, there are 300 other singles in that bar that you can talk to and you can mingle with. And so people have been really excited about that. They're like, it feels like speed dating without the pressure. It feels yeah. like the apps in real life but like you kind of get people's vibes very quickly and you can kind of meet a bunch of people very quickly and see who you match with. And there's already this underlying, like you were saying, thing that everyone has in common where we all came to this event because we're all single. We probably saw it somewhere on TikTok, which means we probably have similar TikTok interests, which is always a good thing. Um, and it's a certain type of person that comes to these events they're some of the nicest, kindest, funniest people. And so I think that they're finding their people just because they're a similar type of person who would like take the leap of faith, come to a random bar from a random girl on TikTok. <laughs> like that kind of energy is then meeting that kind of energy at these events. And that's been magical to be a part of. A hundred percent, Cassidy. And I will say, I talked to so many people at the event, men and women. And when I initially got there, I, one of my, the, my, the girlfriend that I invited uh, was running late. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Like, but it's been so long since I've gone to an event all by myself. So I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And so then I, I get to the event and I, first of all, I see you. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful smiling face. But then I walk in and I just went up to a group of of women I'm like hey girls like my friend is running late like oh, nice to meet all of you and they were so lovely and nice and then obviously I'm a matchmaker so I'm like okay who do you like here so they were pointing the guys out and then I, I happily just was matched like one of the girls was like I like him so I then went out I'm like oh are you Jewish by any chance just like <laughs> dropping the handkerchief but no connect he's like no I'm not like why would you ask I'm like oh you know just Jacob Jewish or figured you know anyway but Oh, and so I, said, honestly, I was like, I literally was just trying to break the ice because one of my friends thinks you're cute. Um, here, meet. And then they met and it was so cute. But Aww. anyway, yeah, like all that to say, everyone at the event was so sweet and precious gems, great careers. I was living for it. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I love what you're doing. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, I'm sure that we, in some way, matchmakers in the city would love to, um, do some kind of sponsorship. We'll talk about that yeah. Um, as yeah. they say, but oh my gosh, Cassidy, is there anything else that you want, um, just our listeners to, to, to know, or just any other takeaways? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think that my, my last takeaway would be, um, if you can find someone to withstand the chaos of life with you, I think you can find someone to do anything with you. I think if you can like lean into the chaos on day one, 
um, keep choosing each other despite the chaos. I think those are the relationships that like they write songs about. So don't be afraid of the chaos. In fact, I say lean into it. Oh, amen, girl. Cassie, <laughs> thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank and where can everyone me. find you, Cassidy? And where can everyone sign up? Just tell us all your all your contacts. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Cassidy Nash Davis on Instagram and TikTok. And then often the link in my bio is where you can sign up to be on my email list. And that is where I announce all chaotic singles parties first. Amazing. Thank you so much, Cassidy. Of course. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. (laughs) Of course. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.